Great to have him back on the show. Dean Bulldog Richie. How are you, Bulldog? Yeah, good morning, boys. It's nice to be back. Had a long break, rejuvenated, and ready for another season of the NRL. And she creeps up very, very quickly. You've written some stories about, uh, well, the heat, and uh, we're expecting it to be very, very warm on Saturday, and hence we've seen some kickoff times pushed back, and one of those being the World Club Challenge, of course. Yeah, I wrote a couple of stories, as you said, uh, Mido. One was uh, Monday. I wrote about uh, Nathan Gibbs, the leading sports doctor, claiming that it can be deadly uh, heat fatigue around this time of year. Uh, a New South Wales Cup referee who adjudicated a game at Penrith last Saturday was taken to hospital uh, through dehydration. Uh, so obviously there are concerns there, particularly with that World Club Challenge this Saturday night, Mido. Given St Helens did come out here in late January in an attempt to uh, acclimatise, but when you look back, it's only been probably around two weeks. And that's not a lot to get used to when you're talking about the fierce Australian summer. So I know you went through those times earlier, Jared, but yeah, the Dragons, Rabbitohs back to 4.20, Panthers and Helens back to 6.50, and Broncos, Cowboys uh, back to 8.55. So common sense there from the NRL. Uh, I also wrote a story yesterday about Danny Shepherd and those old enough to remember back in 1990, Danny had a heat stroke on the field. Uh, I tracked him down in far north Queensland and he revealed that he uh, had uh, liver and kidney failure, uh, was on dialysis and was in a coma for four weeks. So clearly those kind of stories put the fear of God into all rugby league fans, as they should. And as I said, common sense has prevailed and the times have been put back. Uh, Bulldog, is there anything St Helens can be doing, apart from the basic, you know, make sure you're hydrated, you know, try and... Days leading up, try and avoid the heat as much as possible. Is there anything else they could be doing to prepare for heat like this? Not really, Clarky. I think um, they're doing a fair bit of training down at the uh, the Narrabina Sports Academy where Manly trains. So yeah, I guess it's just about acclimatisation, isn't it? Actually, Clarky, I was going to ask you a question. Manly versus Penrith. There's a bit of a difference there, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, there is. Ocean yeah. breeze versus... There is a bit of ocean breeze down there, but still got you know, still very hot this time of year. But yeah. when you're in India, Clarky, for test matches or the IPL, I mean, you know, how suffocating was that heat? Because I'm interested to get your version. The Indian heat may well be different to the Australian heat. I understand heat. that it might yeah. be drier, yeah. but playing in those conditions must be oppressive. Yeah, I think cricket's different to, to rugby league as well. Like you can, apart from if you're batting in, you know, in a short form game where you've got to sprint the whole time when you hit it, you can really, you can still get your, get air in, you know, a bowler gets to walk back to his mark. You get a you know, fielder. You can, you can manage it as, as much as possible. Even batting, get up the other end. You can get some, some air in, but oh, you, the heat, you definitely feel it. You know, I think again, preparation is important. You try and uh, acclimatise as, as well as you can. You try and get to that country as soon as you possibly can to, to get used to the difference in the heat because, as you said, it's very dry. But I'd imagine in a sport, and laws know better than anyone, a sport like rugby league, you are you're at maximum fatigue after five minutes for the rest of the game. Oh, it's tough. I don't it, know how it'll you get be, It'll be tough for the, the, the Poms to come out here <sighs> to Australia and play out there at Penrith on Saturday night regardless, even if it's 30. Three degrees. Yeah, let alone Let alone, yeah, close to 40. Oh. Uh, it, it, that'll be tough. And then you've got to get used to, 
you know, the sweat on the ball and handling. And um, I, I think the fact that they're allowing more drinks breaks, 20-minute quarters, will help. Um, but they will be under-fatigued like they've never been under-fatigued before and playing against the champion team in Penrith. But we look forward to that game, and obviously it'll be a uh, terrific contest because you've got the champion of uh, both leagues, one over here in Australia and obviously over there in, in England. I'll tell you what, it's also a big weekend for Mudgee Bulldog, the annual charity shield game between the Dragons and the Rabbitohs. Good to see both these clubs getting out there early and putting a bit back into the town. Yeah, just before I get out of that, Loz, just what you were talking about out there at Penrith, the NRL has also uh, implemented uh, new rules that are... Uh, has seen the interchange increase from 8 to 10, and the 18th man will now play the game. So there's five on the bench. So, again, good measures brought in there by the NRL. Yeah, I wrote a story this morning, uh, Laurie, about Mudgee, and I spoke to the great Des Kennedy, the mayor of Mudgee, the legend that he is, and he gave me a couple of really good stats, Laurie. He said, since we have, we as in Mudgee, have been bringing the world, uh, the uh, charity shield, rather, out to Mudgee. That started six years ago. Uh, their increase in junior participation has gone from or up by 35 to 40%. So it does prove to you and to me that if you can get the stars out to these country towns, it helps immensely. And I thought to myself, gee, while a lot of other country areas are really struggling and a lot of teams have folded, Laurie, you, know, you guys went through it down there in June last year, although it looks like the Diesel's are back this season, but here's Mudgee bringing the Charity Shield and another game through Manly to the Central West every year. They are up 35 to 40% in participation. And not to mention, Des said, each time there's a game out there, it pulls in about $1.6 to $1.8 million into the local economy. So it's a, it's a real reminder to all in rugby league, how important it is to get these stars out into the bush. And it does drive those kids to play rugby league. And the proof is right there in what is happening out there at Mudgee. Uh, Now, Craig Fitzgibbon, this new deal, he's going to be at the Sharks for a long time. Yeah, I meant to bring this up with him, Mido. I remember the great man sitting too along from you who played for Canberra putting a bit of garbage on me last year on a back page story which said, we want Fitzy long term. Mm-hmm. Remember, Laurie? Uh, I can't remember, uh, Dean, yeah. but fill me in. Fill me in. I didn't say 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I what did they sign him for 20 years, did they? No, it's, it's <laughs> now up to five, but we're only just starting right. out. So I'll wait for the apology, Laurie. In fact, I might even get it right now. There's what no do you apology reckon? coming, Dean. There'll <laughs> be <not>? no apology. <laughs> Because I really worry when, and I'm concerned when you start calling me Laurie. So I knew something was coming. <laughs> yeah, that's a great deal for Fitzy. Look, it's an extraordinary situation when you think he's only been coaching for one year. Uh, the deal locks him through to the end of 2027. That's the wrap that they've got on Craig Fitzgibbon. And I guess it's a, it's a wrap to Laws for Fitzy. He had a lot of offers, didn't he, when he was under Trent Robinson mm. at the Roosters. And we all knew he was going to be a great coach. And he was going to have a great work ethic. But he just sat back and he knocked back a couple of offers and he handpicked the one that he wanted. It seems to have been the match made in heaven. They finished second last year, Carruther, albeit they went out in straight sets. But the new deal is, as I said, over three years. 
Mm. And it guarantees him a spot in the Shire for five years. So we're already a quarter of the way there to my story coming true, Lord. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. They're a funny one, the Sharks, because it wouldn't surprise me if they finish top four again or miss the eight. Yeah, I, I, I can't I, look at it. I, I, I look at their team, and I think he, he did a great job with them last year. Um, they did have a good draw. Um, they, they've, I think they've got some talent there, but... I don't know. When I look at them and compare them to some of the other teams, I'm, I'm thinking, did they overachieve last year? And will they fall Laurie, back? Laurie, there's about six teams, I reckon, that are, in my opinion, in that same bracket. I can't work them out. I can't pick whether they're going to be top four or they're going to run 14th. There's only a few teams in my eyes that are, you know, the Roosters will be there, you would imagine. Yeah. The Panthers are going to be there. But there's the Bulldogs. Can they rise? Can the Tigers rise? Can Parramatta come back again? Yep. Yeah, they're they're a back? question mark, aren't they? Par- Parramatta. There's yeah. a lot of them out there. Yeah. What about the Cowboys, Laurie? That was, you know, was that a one-off year? Melbourne Storm have lost a lot in the depths. Uh, they're now without Justin Ollum and Ryan Pappenhausen potentially for the first month. So there's a lot in that bracket of I really just can't quite get my head around where they're going to be. And in my eyes, there's only two that are guaranteed to be right up mm. there. Does it make for a good competition? Yeah, I guess it does. It's that, that uncertainty I, I, is what people love. Well, I think it does, Bulldog. And you mentioned the Melbourne Storm with Pappenhausen and Justin Ollum. And if they're out for an extended period, the Storm could start slow, whereas they've been, in the past, strong starters. You know, they haven't lost the first-round game under Craig Bellamy. They've got Parramatta first up here in Sydney at Combank Stadium. So... Um, that'll be a challenge. Uh, the Raiders are another one. Uh, you know, I can see the Raiders having a good year, or if they get a few injuries, they might go out the back. But it hasn't started great for young Saviour Savage. No, it certainly hasn't. Uh, I checked in on the Raiders uh, yesterday, actually, Loz, and they did confirm four to six weeks. So I guess we're a week or two away from starting. So if it is closer to four, yeah, he might only miss a couple of games. Uh, no replacement picked just yet, but there is a feeling around the Raiders' camp that uh, Jordan Rapina may well go back to fullback, but certainly he's exciting. Uh, Xavier Savage, it's a bad start for him personally and for the Raiders. Just on that previous topic, Laurie, what about South and Manly? There's yeah. two others I can't quite get my head around. South are obviously an exceptional side, but the window's been open now for four years. Does it start to close? And Manly, Laurie, I'm thinking... Are they 15th or are they 4th? Well, Again, I, 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 we difficult. did a preview, Bulldog, about Manly. And I said, if you could promise me that Tommy plays over 20 games, I'll have them making the finals. Yeah, that's fair. You know, it, fair. It, it, the, the record, yeah, when he plays, 75% winning record. Yeah. So, so if he plays over 20 games, you're thinking they're going to win the majority of their games and they play finals football. So a lot depends on him. Uh, South. Strong roster. We saw what Latrell could do last year. Um, you know, they've made, what was it, five straight prelim finals, Mido? Mm. You know, can they Four go that extra final, yes. Yeah, you know, can they go that extra Like Penrith, um, you know, we know the production line they've got out there and they're missing a couple of uh, key players out of their grand final winning team, Coruscant and Kickout. Um you know, where, where are they at? Does that mean they go backwards or we just assume that they're just going to keep rolling player after player through into this team and they don't miss a beat? I'm confused about the Bulldogs, Laurie. I mean, they've recruited well. Yes, we know that. The roster is certainly uh, 
considerably stronger than what mm. it was. It's a new coach. It's a new dawn, a new era. But, you know, do they still have the cattle to get there? Do they have mm. the spine to get there? Everyone's talking them up, and it's great. We, we love Tanbury, famous old Sydney side, and we want them to be successful. But, again, I, I can't put them in my eight categorically right now, Laurie. No. Well, I, I think, you know, it's going to – when you look at all the sides, you could make a case for them. It's just going to be a matter of how – quickly they gel and hopefully they don't get too many injury concerns and it'll come down to the teams with the best depth. Like you look at the West Tigers and, you know, they've recruited outstandingly well uh, in the off-season. And Appy Corusau was named hooker um, two nights ago. Just on him becoming hooker, I haven't got an issue with it. I think he's a, he's a really good choice. But we spoke about it on the program the other day, and I'm unsure of whether you know where he's up to at this stage in terms of his contract negotiations. But Adam Dewey, we thought that Adam Dewey was a, a leader uh, for the West Tigers, so he's missed out on being captain. And I think Meadow said they've only offered him a one-year deal. So do you read in yeah. anything into that? Yeah, I know contract negotiations are moving, Laurie, not going at a express pace, I guess you could say. But look, I was surprised with Appy. Uh, he hasn't played there yet. Uh, you know, there was that cheeky post-grand final comment, having a dig at the Tigers. Yeah, I'm not going to hold that in. No, him. mate, he's it having a few drinks in, the in next cheap. day. No sleep. Exactly. But I must admit, my first thought was Brooks or Dewey, perhaps Brooksy, given the pressure he plays under every year, doesn't need the burden of captaincy. Alex no. Swales, another one who's mm. very... Well respected there. I was sort of looking into it too, the fact that I know they've offered Mitch Moses a contract. And does that say anything about, are they sort of having a 50-50 each way bet? On Dewey. On Dewey, yeah, with with Moses. Are they still thinking that Moses' possibility of coming? And then if it does, where does that leave them with Dewey or Brooks? Because one of them would have to make way, I'm assuming. I checked in with Parramatta yesterday, Laurie. I got... Two texts the day before. One was adamant that Mitchell Moses will re-sign at Parramatta. And the other one, from another reasonably good source, was just as adamant that he was going to tell Parramatta this will be his last year and he's off to the Tigers. I just can't work out, though, Laurie, how they could possibly squeeze Moses in, if you believe the figures that we're reading in terms of his annual salary. And Luke Brooks, you get two halves, well over a million dollars each. I just don't know how they could possibly... Do that, you throw in an Adam Dewey on, say, six, seven hundred, and the three bucks you've got in and around your halves are, are chewing up, you know, 2.6, 2.7 million bucks reckon, of your salary cap. Uh, do, do you reckon Gus threw off saying that the Bulldogs are not interested in Mitch Moses? Don't know. You'd never know with Gus, Laurie. <laughs> I'm not telling, saying he tells lies or fibs, but you never really know with Gus. He, uh, he plays a lot of games. He knows that. We know that. But certainly the Bulldogs. Yeah, they are prowling around for a halfback. Kyle Flanagan will be given first crack again this year, and you know it's his chance. And this is Kyle Flanagan's year. He really has to stand up this year and cement down that spot. And I think he's good enough to do that. But my but my mail from the start was that Mitchell Moses would stay, Laurie. But I think Buzz might have written a paragraph or two or oh, a few weeks ago suggesting that the the deal for West Tigers might be up around $1.4 million a year. So money, if that's spot on and Buzz's mail's generally right, it's hard to knock that one back. And, just remember, and it will be his last contract too, Laurie. Let's not forget that. 
This is Mitchell's last deal, yeah. and this is the one that will set him up for life. And just remember, Bulldog, as well, Brooks is off contract this year at the Tigers. So I know it's the notion is, so I'll get them back together, but Brooks won't be offered that sort of money next year, you would think, unless he has an absolute blinder this year. Yeah, they can't sign both of those. No. Um, the money that they're talking about, Mitchell, it's just not possible. It would be one or the other. Mm. Now, uh, D- now, Dean, can you stop calling me Laurie? What do you want me to call you? Oh, Loz. Snoz. I don't know. Just something. <laughs> Just don't call me Laurie. Call him Derek. Oh, well, you know Derek. <laughs> something. Yeah. I get, you know I'm, I'm worried when you start calling Champ. me Laurie. Champ. Champ, yeah. Champ, yeah. I want a Derek. That sits nicely with me. Yeah. Morton. <laughs> Morton. You can call me whatever you want. Let's not, let's not go there, Laurie. <laughs> One of the great names, I reckon. Give us, um, give us a margin in the what, World Cup gonna, Challenge. Uh, uh, you're not going to come back at that, Bulldog? No, no, I've just said to you, I'll call you Derek. It yeah. sits, sits nicely with me. You are and you always will be a Derek. <laughs> now, that's and better. You need Derek. Now, that's better. World Club Challenge, Mido, I, look, I think Penrith will be too strong. If the heat is what we think it'll be, and I Googled it the other day, the BOM says 36 at Penrith that day, but there's a... What's the BOM? Bureau of Meteorology. The Bureau of Meteorology. Derek. Um... <laughs> And there's another website call that says My Weather. And My Weather says Penrith will hit 40. So certainly they've put it back by an hour or so, but it's still going to be sticking hot. I can't see St. Helens um, you know, staying with Penrith. They might come out well, St. Helens. By half time they'll be in the game, but you just get the feeling the heat in their legs might wilt late. And I think Penrith can get away with a, with a comfortable win. You covering the game? Uh, no. Match report, no. No, I'll be covering it for the mighty Big Sports Breakfast weekend on Sunday. Right. Do you do match reports anymore? Uh, yes, yeah. we do some still, laws. Yeah, it gets shared around. No, you personally, days. or are you too big for that now? I'm oh, probably a bit too big. Right. You just give them to the juniors, don't you? Yeah. You go out there, son, and just do the Especially Penrith. timeline. He's like, oh, yeah, Penrith, going there. Yeah, no, Bulldog doesn't. You know, I used to he do doesn't leave the you know. Manly Bureau, yeah. Bulldog. Yeah. You know, I used to do match reports in the old days. I mean, I'd be sitting in the box and... Preparing, getting myself, you know, into the into the right frame of mind, and getting all my stats ready, and preparing, and in it swaggered Derek, who was in the box next door working for Fox. But D- Derek had half an hour to kill, so because the superstar doesn't do anything except uh, just you know, get the free food and get his makeup on. So Derek would sit next to me and start chatting, and I'm thinking, "Sleep am I doing this? Yeah, Laurie. Yeah, you want the old. Three letters, P-O-Q. <laughs> Derek would chat away and chat about the weather, and I'm thinking, oh, this is not going to well, end we well. We chat more about other things rather than the weather. I don't think we've ever uh, talked no, about the weather. But Bulldog had his game first. <laughs> oh, Bulldog did. He used to, he very routine, Bulldog. Yeah. He'd get in, he'd sit down, he's, you know, put the laptop out on the table, you know, he'd do a Call being tapping. professional. What's that? It's called being professional. <laughs> you are a professional, Bulldog. Thank you, Bulldog. Thank you, Bulldog. All right. Thanks, uh, thanks, boys. It's nice to be back. Um, I'm sure we'll have a great year. Hopefully, we'll have lots of laughs and uh, we'll catch up soon, uh, hopefully, with all three of us for a quiet beer. Sounds good to me. See, See you, you champion. All right.